Welcome to Time to Pray on Friday the 10th of April, Good Friday. Lord, you created the world by your love. You redeem the world through your love. You maintain the world with your love. Help us to give our love to you, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Today we're reading Mark 15 verses 25 to 39. It was nine in the morning when they crucified Jesus. The written notice of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. They crucified two rebels with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, this King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lemma sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling Elijah. Someone ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus saw how he, how he died, he said, Surely this man was the Son of God. Take time to read again this passage slowly. Look for a word or phrase that catches your eye or moves your heart. Think about that. Hold that. And so we come to Mark's account of the crucifixion, an account that is almost unremittingly awful. Uh, Jesus, at 
as the climax of torture and abuse, is surrounded by uh, criminals, uh, enemies, opponents, insult. Uh, and in darkness, uh, he dies on the cross with the words of Psalm 22 on his lips, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mark wants us to understand that whatever is Jesus' mission is accomplished in this dark, awful place. Bishop Graham's commented on this passage and the video that he's produced for the diocese is available from the diocesan website. Speaks of this in Trinitarian terms. Now, we tend to get jumpy when we talk about the Trinity because we want to say the right things and it's difficult to say things well. But there's something here about Jesus, first of all, as a man. A man experiencing uh, isolation, loneliness, horror, pain, alone. He experiences the worst alone. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? All others have gone and you too have gone too. There's something about Jesus as our leader, as our king, as our representative, that he goes into the valley of the shadow of death as a lone person. And yet there's another component to this, which is the God part. That this is God the Son in this place too. Not simply Jesus of Nazareth, but Jesus, the Son of God. Now, I think there is a mystery about what this phrase, why have you forsaken me, means applied to the second person of the Trinity. Because we don't want to pull the one God apart in our understanding, as if there were three gods. But nevertheless, there are, as we say, three persons. There's something about difference, separation, perhaps not the right word, but distinction. And that distinction is not simply a number or a theology, it's a lived experience on the cross. If you've read the Philip Pullman books, perhaps this is a helpful analogy. Philip Pullman talks about people in his fantasy world having an external soul um, I'm not really interested in that part, but there is a sense in which a person is both their mind and body, but also have something external that they can talk to, but they cannot be finally separated from. And the further they are separated from uh, their demon, it's called, they feel pain. And for me, there's something about this here, that the, the, the father and son are being pulled apart, and that in itself is excruciating agony. And so what we have here is something like this, where God himself experiencing the isolation, the loneliness, the rejection, the pain, things that the man Jesus experiences, man, God also experiences because he is, uh, Jesus is fully God 
and free man. This is hard to fathom, but what Mark wants us to understand is whatever that means, it makes a difference. And so the end of our reading, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, is a symbol that this hard separation between father and son for a time and the death of Christ actually removes a barrier between humanity and God. That the great separation, which was the sin on one side and the holiness of God on the other side, somehow is removed. Mark doesn't have a lot of complicated theology, he just tells the story. that The man Jesus died in excruciating pain, feeling abandoned by God, and what happened was God came closer as the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Father, we see the pictures in our mind as we hear the words. We begin to enter into something of the terribleness of what it meant for the Son to feel rejected. But we thank you that although we cannot reason it out fully, that rejection meant that we were accepted and that we are truly daughters and sons of the Father. Amen. Let's pray together the prayer of St. Richard of Chichester. Thanks be to you, our Lord Jesus Christ, for all the benefits which you have given us, for all the pains and insults which you have borne for us. Most merciful Redeemer, friend and brother, may we know you more clearly love you more dearly and follow you more nearly, day by day. Amen.